0: Welcome to this episode of Suck Armin's Nipples. God, I don't, yeah. I don't like that one. That <laughs> I, I was, I was the winner this week. But
1: yes. uh, <coughs> shout out to this week's winner, whose name I have yet to find on Instagram. Uh, CrossFit Adelphius. Was that? What it, was that? What it, was that it? I don't yes. know how to say the name. Yeah, CrossFit Adelphius, I guess. Uh, this week's winner for the Sand naming contest, Suck Armin's Nipples. If you have a submission, be sure to send it at Armin uh, Hammer TV Armin Kerman, Hammer on TV, Instagram. Right. And you too can get a shout out next week on Naming sa- the Sand podcast. That's right.
0: Uh, you guys are listening to this right now, right here, mm-hmm. either on the Scales Needed podcast iTunes feed mm-hmm. or on Armin Hammer TV. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the fourth. Mm-hmm. To last time you will ever hear this on the Scales Needed podcast yes. feed.
1: So the countdown continues. Oh, four th- only four episodes, including this one, remaining on the original feed. So don't be a Johnny come lately. G- hop on there, subscribe Arm and Hammer TV right now.
0: That's right. Don't wait. Just go right now while you're listening to this. Pull over your car. Mm-hmm. Stop typing that email to your boss. Mm-hmm. Stop. No,
1: you don't have time to pull over. Video games. Pull your phone up while driving. <laughs> search. Hold it in front of your field of vision. And subscribe to Arm & Hammer TV on, on podcasts.
0: Arm & Hammer TV. All one word. There you Arm go. Arm & Hammer TV. So, you only have four more weeks. Make it happen. Don't and fall behind.
2: There's extra special bonuses over there, too. It's not just... Scale is needed, or suck Armit's nipples. There's a <laughs> new uh, music review podcast. Yes, that's
0: right. There's a new music review podcast called yeah. Four Ears Four with Ian Chase. Yo. Yes. So far, we've reviewed a Kanye West album, the new one, Yay, mm-hmm. and the Kanye West Kid Cudi collab album. So, we, so
1: long as uh, Kanye West keeps releasing an album every week, there will you will guys be continue mm-hmm. to have reviews. Four Yes. There's yes. a
0: lot of there's a lot of music out there. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys knew that. No, like music isn't just something that uh, appeared in the past yes, couple it weeks. Is. <laughs> there's there's a whole lot of it out there, mm-hmm. and uh, Chase and I are are going to be reviewing both new and old stuff with the same in depth mindset that we give to things like, do we like this chalk? Or (laughs) Mm. how best should I snatch? And you guys are
1: you guys are music experts. So you're gonna bring that expertise to bear. You're gonna get an informed opinion on music. I went to Juilliard Cooly I think that's hard. how you pronounce it. I, be- mm, I believe it's yeah. the
0: G is silent.
3: So um, what was
1: the verdict? Yay or nay on on, on Kanye West? Ah, very clever. The, yeah. the, uh, the short answer is they're
0: both very good. Good. The slightly longer answer is that Kids See Ghosts mm-hmm. is fucking incredible yeah. and way, way better than yay.
1: I saw that Anthony Fantano had given it a 10, uh, a coveted 10 out of 10 yeah. on his very popular... Music review show that he has on YouTube, but yeah, uh, I lost my shit. I
3: actually sent it to Armin last night. Yeah, I was like,
1: I haven't seen this
3: since uh. to pimp a butterfly, uh. but that's four years, and we're here for suck ass nipples. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mm. correct.
0: <laughs> um, you know, in the uh, in the fitness world, some strange, strange things, strange, happened. spooky doings. S- that's a great way of describing it. Spooky doings is a great way of describing it because the the um the real world mm-hmm. is leaking into the fitness world mm-hmm. as crossfit is growing mm-hmm. you know it's doing things like taking on big soda in science and yep. diabetes and also Weird, strange things like firing Russell Berger after <laughs> he has some uh, choice words for LGBT pride. Yes. I think
2: it was a Coke conspiracy. Really, to uh, yes. they hacked his Twitter account to put that mm-hmm. in there. It was him who was leading the charge against uh, the
1: Coke brothers who own Coca Cola oh have gosh. in fact are have conspired against. Uh, this has a lot of la- levels to it. A lot of yeah. layers. There's like levels an an to this shit. Yeah, but I
3: didn't see it. I had my tinfoil hat on. That's right. So I missed all this. We need someone to
0: like uh, Charlie Day in "It's Always Sunny." Just <laughs> put all the pieces that together. That is you to a conspiracy. That, <laughs> that is, is you. Why are you either. talking like there's somebody else? <laughs> so nobody else is going to do
1: that. <laughs> so for those of so, so for those out there, Armin, who have a life and who are unfamiliar with who Russell Berger is and what went on, r- sum it up for him. Let him know. What what happened, Norman?
0: So Russell Berger has worked for CrossFit for a very long time mm-hmm. and he has always been sort of like their their troll on a stick. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He is like the attack dog of CrossFit. Um if there is an adversary that needs to be sort of like talked in circles and made mm-hmm. to look like a fool, they send Russell Berger after mm-hmm. him. Um, and you know, he did this with a lot of different things. He, he sort of like, uh, led the charge with the whole NSCA, ACSM, um, you know, licensure. This was a few years ago. I don't know if you guys remember, but basically they faked, uh, the NSA faked a bunch of injury data in a, in a study about CrossFit and use it as kind of a way of arguing that maybe CrossFit and personal trainers should be licensed the Mm -hmm. way nutritionists are licensed and that maybe it should be the NSCA that applies, that provides that licensing and not any other. And so there's this whole fucking thing about how they fake data and, and that was kind of, uh, Russell Berger really sort of like spearheaded that. And then another thing that he's well known for is kind of uncovering the connections between Coca-Cola and well, generally just big sugar and, um, health sciences like, Mm -hmm. you know, health science, um, Uh, is is sometimes sponsored by sugar and that skews the results in unfavorable ways and so anyway so he he works as kind of like this attack dog for CrossFit HQ Mm -hmm. Um, he's also uh, very very religious he's Mm -hmm. a born again Christian fundamentalist which means that, Mm -hmm. that he believes the Bible is an uninterrupted unfallible word of God
1: and you don't <laughs> I, I, I don't, I
0: can't say that I do. And so, um, he is, uh, he's, he's hyper religious and, um, he's a, he's a pastor as mm-hmm. well. And the reason why that matters is that, uh, there was a gym in Indianapolis where the gym manager was like, Hey, I, I want to do an LGBT pride thing. Uh-huh. Um, and his members were like, Oh sick, let's do that. That sounds great. And they organized this whole thing. And then the gym owner found out and the gym owner was like, nah, I'm not down with that. And canceled the event and uh after a bunch of the members like asked the gym owner hey why would you do that mm-hmm. the gym owner's response was basically like oh we don't support um lgbtq because we think it's not really like uh a, it's not really like god's plan or something like that god stuff, I guess. God god stuff. Mm-hmm. it was god stuff yeah um and so yeah so Basically, they canceled it in mm-hmm. response to the owner canceling that event. Like the head coach and manager, and a bunch of the coaches and a bunch of the membership left, and the yeah, gym yeah. had to shut down. And. Russell Berger, and that should have been the end of, and the that story. should have been the end of the story, right? It should never, it shouldn't have gone any, any further than that because that's kind of a, a perfect
1: yeah. free market. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing is that I actually I remember uh, you had posted a video about it, and I think you used the perfect the perfect phrase, which was I think that that's a perfect little closed loop there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like they the gym owners took a risk, their client by by saying by doing that, and because of what they believed, and that's fine. People made a free choice to leave and stuff, and that should have been the end of that right and it wasn't and it
0: wasn't and i think i think if you look at it from ten thousand feet i think that gym owner has all the rights in the world mm-hmm. to not do an lgbtq pride event if he doesn't want to mm-hmm. and the members have all the rights in the world to be like okay cool well we don't really support that and yeah. leave and i think that's that's what gets lost in this is that like there is a there's like a a modicum at the very least, a very small amount and like a a surface level of, of respect and communication Mm -hmm. going on in that entire situation. Like one person approaches with their idea, the other person approaches with their idea and they're like, well, you know, agree to disagree and then walk away. Mm -hmm. It didn't turn into like, um, you know, a lot of times these days, like politically things just fucking blow up Mm -hmm. for no reason. Like it didn't turn into front page news that this gym didn't want to do an LGBTQ pride event because it doesn't belong in front page news. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Now, here's where instead of ending and a button being put on this and and everyone moving on, Mm because by the way, that gym owner, he owns more than one CrossFit gym in Indianapolis. So it's like he closes down one of his gyms and he still has other gyms. It's not the end of the world. So instead of this being like a button is on this and it's over, Russell Berger, who who, uh uses his Twitter as, like, an official extension of his work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Goes on there and basically says he's he's proud of the gym owner for uh, standing up um, against sort of, like, celebrating the sin of LGBTQ mm-hmm. pride and that, um, you know, he thinks that the LGBTQ ideology is, like, uh, God, I don't think he used the word fascist, but, like, kind of... Uh, kind of like intolerant intolerant, yeah. intolerant yeah. is yeah. I think yeah. The, yeah is his argument and then he added yeah. the hashtag crossfit to his yeah team. and that is a big fucking problem because yeah. then he starts sort of when like you
1: work for crossfit and you use hashtag crossfit yeah. then what you say you know is sort of feels like it's a message that's coming directly from crossfit right HG. and russell Berger
0: himself has worked as a um he's worked as a spokesperson for crossfit for yep. like like if Washington Post is interviewing somebody, generally speaking, the person they're interviewing is Russell Berger. Yeah, yeah. He is the spokesperson for CrossFit. Not just to mention the
1: implication of putting hashtag CrossFit next to a statement that says that literally in the same tweet, in the same 140 characters, calls homosexuality a sin, which... Fine, if you believe that, but by putting hashtag company I work for next to that statement, you're really going out on a limb there to say that this is the official position of hashtag the company I work for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he,
0: I think he realized really quickly that he had fucked that up. So after like an hour of that Mm -hmm. tweet being up, he deleted it and retweeted basically the exact same idea, but saying like personally Mm -hmm. a couple of times in there. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, because that is the issue. It's like... Okay, Russell Berger. These are his personal opinions. Fine, express them in some venue, whatever. But the the way he expresses it, the the avenue through which he expresses it, his Twitter account is the same avenue through which he acts as a spokesperson for CrossFit. Correct. And uh, yeah, that's just a couple things you don't want. Uh, y- Oil and water don't mix. Do not that.
1: conflate those things. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Is it like there's a few different layers to it because I think there's a way he could have approached that idea because he and reading some of his statements after it, it's like it seems like he's taking the position, say, like the 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 you know, let's be fair about this position of what he's was really objecting to was the notion that well, there's this community and they claim that tolerance is important and yet they're being highly intolerant of this opinion that this comp that this that 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 this gym held and a Twitter mob piles on and that has a negative impact on this business. Why aren't they being tolerant of these people's beliefs? Yada, 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 yada. All that. Fine. Make the, if you want to make that statement, make it all day long. But then you add to that the fact that he goes so... That it's not... He's not... That he calls homosexuality a sin in the tweet and then you add to that further that he adds the hashtag crossfit into that so say and it's like so it's like not just that he has this position or that he was spoke publicly about this position but it's that it was the way in which he framed it leaves almost like no room other than to say I'm taking a very controversial, ideological, quasi-religious position and I am attaching it to a company that very much does not want that position broadcast into the world and does not share that value. And I work for that company and that's why that company is cutting ties for me. So any sympathy one could have for, well, he should be free to speak his mind and all that for me just sort of there's no room in that's left in that for me to say like, dude, you can't just say that a company, the one you work for, believes in a thing that it does not, very much does not believe in and could be and could do great harm to the reputation and to the bottom line of that company regardless of what your position is that's just something you should not do anyway right no i
0: think i think even if you remove the political aspect of what he was saying even if you remove the actual opinion Mm. of what he was saying you know the fact of the matter is his role is a forward-facing spokesperson Mm. You have to be really careful about what you're saying because what you s- portray yourself as can be easily be misconstrued as the official position of the company you're yeah. representing, and, and that's l- where he fucked up. And
1: in the world, I mean, the thing is, people, most people, or a lot of people in the world, don't know enough about CrossFit to know that Russell Berger is like one figure among many who represent, uh, like, the people who run CrossFit. So they just hear higher up at CrossFit, they see a picture of a fit guy in the paper and then they see an opinion. And so for all they know, he's the founder and the voice and the leader of CrossFit. And we live in a world also right now where the actions of... Uh, like upper management types, like ooh, the CEO of those, a huge like there are pl- tons of people in campaigns on on social media to stop using Uber because apparently the former CEO and founder was sexist or something like that or mm-hmm. said some things that were a little misogynistic, and so it, like people don't know you know that m- or most people don't know that Russell Berger is this uh, is you know is they don't know who Greg Glassman is or mm-hmm. Dave Castro or any of these other people, so all they see is. You know, uh, CrossFit, picture of guy, says homosexuality is a sin. And, like, the fact that that has not, like, snowballed quickly into CrossFit is, you know, uh, anti gay as just a thing is all kind of shocking, honestly. I was expecting it to spiral further out of control than it did. Yeah,
0: you know, I think it, it also didn't help that. Uh, Russell Berger referred to himself as the chief knowledge officer on Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that that doesn't help. No. Uh, you know, the, the headlines were all like CrossFit executive, uh, mm-hmm. you know, h- goes on homophobic rant. And it was like, I mean, it really listen. I disagree with everything that he was saying and everything he was saying is kind of like this weird. Like the whole biblical thing to me sometimes is, is very strange. It's hard to accept. With someone who like grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. I went to a Catholic school all through school um, through high school. And so um you know it, it it's it's really challenging for me to look at something like Russell Berger's ability to sort of balance out his really intelligent logical side of things yep. and and also believing that word for word everything in the Bible is like infallible and true and it's like those things like aside mm-hmm. it's still is this is this issue that that didn't turn into this massive mm. thing? And I think the reason why it didn't turn into this massive thing is that all pretty much every CrossFitter knows that CrossFit's basically the gayest thing. Super gay. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, look at us. We are just four with three bears and a twink. Exactly. In uh, uh, two and a half bears. Yeah. And one and a half twinks.
1: We're three Either quarters way. bears. We're one half twinks. Correct. We're one eighth. Otter. Sure. I think that's
0: one of them, right? I think that's one of them. Uh, our twink is currently out of town, actually. We have three-fifths mm-hmm. of a cub. <laughs> and <our laughs> So, uh,
2: yeah. Oh, the By the way, that just speaking of which, I saw my first real-life bear couple. <gasps> it <was laughs> what? It they, they was adorable. Yeah, they It sounds them. adorable. It, w- it was a large bear and his little cub bear. It wasn't a twink. It was just two bears, they but one was stu- large and one was teeny-tiny, both Standing bearded.
1: in a river, biting the heads off salmon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm that's beautiful that's
0: cute yeah Um, yeah so it's not a surprise like the community maybe it's because I started CrossFit and did a lot of my CrossFit career in Los Angeles Um, it wasn't never a thing is there
1: a gay population in Los Angeles
0: underground real underground. tiny yeah real real small it's not that's not a on very, the
1: outskirts of town there's a bar without a sign if you go in there <laughs> and you know the password that's right they'll let you into
0: the gay basement it's like basement
1: the g- they're very they're very accepting but they they keep it under wraps for obvious reasons
0: yeah and you know one of the one of the things that's so um interesting is that is is you brought up this idea that you know the general public they don't even know that CrossFit gym a and CrossFit gym B are completely different. Yeah. Right. To them, it's like a 24 hour fitness, just stamp and repeat. The one thing, the one thing you get from one is the exact same thing you get from Mm -hmm. the other. So there's, there's like this idea that one person's opinion can be monolithic Mm -hmm. within CrossFit. And I not only don't think that's the case, but I think everyone listening who kind of like most people will have an understanding of, of CrossFit as like a methodology the methodology is about as egalitarian as it comes. Mm-hmm. It's about as fucking like open access to whoever wants to come and get mm-hmm. it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Right. And that to me is this idea like why bring in exclusionary tactics. Mm-hmm. Right. But listen, now that said, this is something I didn't talk about in the little video, but I don't know. You guys probably remember. Chase wasn't crossfitting at this point. Mm-hmm. There was a CrossFitter in California. God, this must have been like 2012. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a CrossFitter in California who was a trans woman. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. And she wanted to compete as a woman. Mm -hmm. And CrossFit was uh, was making her compete as a, a man. And now that's a whole that's like a giant subject to try. Let's get into it. (laughs) To try and try and expand. You know, I, I have a lot of opinions about that sort of thing. I think a lot of other people have opinions about that sort of thing, but that opinionation aside, CrossFit is not a, um, CrossFit isn't a super progressive Mm. corporation, right? I think at this point they just don't give a shit. At this point they just, they just allow whoever to do whatever when it comes to that sort of thing. But but there was a time when if that were to happen today, that would be a much bigger news story, right? Yeah. That would that would blow up. And I don't know if that deserves to be blown up, but that would blow up. Yeah, right?
1: it was, it, the, the position they took, you know, I think you know the position they took I think probably is still the position they would hold today but I think the the the, the no uncertain terms way in which it was stated you know like just wouldn't fly today like sure. I you know which when in which they were just you know they were just very matter-of-factly came out and said you know uh, they're I believe they said in their official statement it's like you know yes this you know the you know this person identifies as a woman but their are physio their, their, their I believe the phrase these are physiological differences between someone who's born a man and someone who's born a woman that would uh alter their how they compete something like that um, and it's just so funny to think about how rapidly thought around that issue has changed to the point where that the the specifics of that like the, the facts haven't changed about that I'm sure they would still pro- hold the same line but it's just like even just stating that out loud I think would be considered far more problematic today sure. than it was just a couple of years right. ago right it's like an
0: argument that has you know uh, Jordan Peterson, has become a Mm -hmm. famous quote alt-right thought leader just because uh, he had the same argument, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, But I think that is a whole different can of worms. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact is that Russell Berger no longer works at CrossFit and, out of his firing, we got probably the single greatest quote of all time from Greg Glassman. who Invented CrossFit, Uh who said a lot of really smart things, Uh who's also said a lot of really strange things over the years. He gave us one of the greatest quotes of all time, which was, quote, I think he needs a big dose of shut the fuck up. Yeah. Which is great. (laughs) I think that's great. Because
1: because in the... uh, I think that's part of, honestly, what... Kept the the that that thing from spiraling out of control is that I, I read like a couple more articles and watched like I think Philip DeFranco covered it on his news show, his long line news show, and it's like that's such a juicy quote that no one would talk about that story again without bringing up like and the CEO said this outlandish right. thing. In fact,
2: that might yeah that might that might well, have, saved, have them. saved them because. Had Glassman's statement or whatever the been official boring. statement been very boring and boilerplate, no one would have quoted it or repeated it or thought it was sincere. But because the statement itself was so outlandish, it had to be reported yes. with equal weight to Russell Berger's mm. statement. So it canceled each other out there. Yep. Mm. I yeah,
3: how <coughs> I wonder how conflicted Rich Froning is about all of this. <laughs> That's like a really interesting question. tattoo's just been burning. Since
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> the... The CrossFit community is equal parts hyper-Christian and equal super parts gay. super gay.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And that's what I loved. Uh, that's what I, why I, I just, despite all the shit that we talk about CrossFit, while I, while I still love the, a lot about the organization, what endeared me to them is that they were this crazy out there, uh, uh, like libertarian group that had, that took positions on stuff, but we're equally as interested in like not not catering to uh you know people on the left or uh, or even their base on the right which is substantial because a significant amount of crossfit the crossfit community comes from firefighters military police Police, and all that which and we've talked about this on the podcast before it was the famous incident or the little that little uproar that happened years ago which i love and it's one of the things that endeared me to the company when they Posted on the main wad page, they 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 would post you know, a picture of someone working out every day that was a fan submitted, and it was a woman like doing pull ups facing away from the camera. She was on a beach somewhere, and she was like doing a pull up from a beam, and like but she wasn't wearing a top. Now it wasn't showing her front; right, she was like on vacation. Yeah, she was on top vacation, topless on, mm-hmm. on a beach, and they showed her back, like just her bare back, and. Like And then there was this big uproar in the comments, back when the comments under the WAD was a big deal, like saying, like, I thought this was a family-friendly thing and I'm never coming back here again. And all of these like hyper conservative people popped into the feed saying like this is ridiculous I'm never visiting this site again I like I try to go I remember just reading them because it was great but they were like like I, I visit this website at work and like I cannot believe that you would put this it was like it was a woman's bare fucking back right. like you see worse things in ads on buses and so what did CrossFit do rather than catering and saying well, we apologize whatever they just doubled down and started posting more photos of women's back or, like and 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 es- it was became this war of escalation where the next day more people were piling like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm never coming back here again. And it ended like finally I think the last one they did because then obviously people, more women were submitting pictures. The last one was like six people from yeah. a pull-up bar with their pants down and their bare asses all out and they posted that and, just like, and I just loved it because they basically just said, no, fuck you guys. We're about celebrating the body. We're not going to do this. And again, this is... Given the fact that they do military stuff, police stuff, fire stuff, fireman stuff, it's they have a big conservative base. But they were like, no, this is what we believe in. We're going to represent that, and I, and I love that. And that, I think honestly, that's part of what was so surprising about the Russell Berger thing is like I think of everyone as being these like smart, savvy libertarian types, and the idea that he's like this, you know, uh, very very religious conservative was was surprising. Was You know, to
0: you know me. what's not smart or savvy? Mm. Is us putting the most fidgeting person in the entire fucking oh, is the chair on mm. the creakiest chair in I the can't, house? I uh, can't, I can't, I can't hear it in my my <laughs> yeah, headphones. That's so. good. As long as you can, I can hear it. I don't know if it's getting through on oh, the. Nice. If it's not getting through on it, then that's fine. You guys don't know what the fuck time, but just I'm in a, a very, very creaky, creaky director's chair. chair. Um, yeah,
1: it just sounds. It just sounds like there's a couple
0: out back <laughs> on a swing. It <laughs> <You're just, you're
2: laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So, uh, so listen. Th- here's the crazy part. Here's how this gets fucking crazier. So you guys know I'm doing this vlog thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, I don't know if I'm gonna have enough to talk about." <laughs> and I was getting ready. A good week to start. I was getting ready to talk about the next topic that I'm uh-huh. gonna bring up, and then this Russell Berger thing happened. and I was like, "I have to fucking talk uh-huh. about this." But that's that's the second story that BuzzFeed broke that day, right? The first story that BuzzFeed broke that day Jesus. was that Dmitry Klokov uh, hmm. may have oh. helped or offered to help set up a Trump-Putin meeting in order to expedite the construction of a large hundred-story tower in Moscow. Mm-hmm. And why him? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't listen. Also, well, where? Hey, go ahead, go, Jason I, I was going to say by
3: by what means was. Was Klokov communicating to to between them?
0: Wasn't like it? Wasn't he it emailed Ivanka Trump.
3: I feel like that email said something else completely different. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I mean,
0: I don't, I don't,
3: I, I have like no idea. I just don't. I, I like Klokov, I've got, I see you.
1: I, I've got. I, I just. I, I don't. I don't know what the. Conne- what's the connection between? You know, you have uh, uh, American business and political interests, and then you have Russian interests. And it's like, I know what the meeting point of these two things needs to be—the connection point—and Olympic weightlifter. Like, how does that? Where's the connection? So there? I don't okay, understand. there's
0: there's a few things there's a few things going on here. One, first of all, the um the story on BuzzFeed is very very loose. It is like hearsay taken to the max, right? Who fucking knows what the the actual contents of these emails are? Who fucking knows what they're actually talking about? If it's actually Klokov, who fucking knows? No, like literally, there's nothing quoted in the article other than we heard this, this, and this, right? So there's nothing in there. That said. The best theory that I've heard about this, I actually read very quickly on Reddit. Uh, someone posted about it, and it was like wh- it wasn't even an in-depth theory. It was just like one line, and I fucking love where this guy's heads at. And if I had the time, I would go back and check to see if this is possible. But he was saying that he thinks the connection is Klokov may have visited Donald Trump Jr.'s gym
1: oh. and put on
0: a clinic. Interesting. And yeah. it was like Russian guy meets a Trump. Oh, Russian guy, probably having been Russian, mm-hmm. obviously, as all Russians do, has yep. very close po- personal connections with Putin. Yep. Donald Trump Jr. Yep. is like, hey, I've got just the person you should be talking to. Mm-hmm. You should talk to my sister. Yes. And I think that would be so fuck. If there's anywhere where this story is going, mm-hmm. I hope to God... It's that. It's like a picture of Donald Trump Jr. with his arm around an angry-looking cloak op, <laughs> And they're like, we found the connection. Um, but in re- all reality, I honestly don't think there's anything to the story yeah, other yeah. than just like, like strange uh, vibrations mm-hmm. on the string Def- of the universe. Definitely some vibrations. <laughs> I'm telling you,
3: the contents of that email <laughs> was... Klokov's favorite video of him snatching Uh
0: with a dick pic. Nice. Mm.
3: (laughs) You think he's sending dick pics to Ivanka? I think he's 100%. Yes.
0: If you had Ivanka's email, would you be sending your dick pics?
3: No, but I'd definitely send my best snatching video. Ah, (laughs) wait.
1: (laughs) So, but here's my question Did he just email her by accident? Because being Russian, he just has a lot of different Ivanka emails. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point.
2: point. (laughs) I don't
0: even know. I don't know what the exact thing was. Like, he either she. God, she tried to set him up with Michael Cohen, mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I'm Whatever already it was. bored. It, it was. Matter. It's it, that's the thing. It's like after after you get past the literally the first thirty seconds of thinking about. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Did Dmitry Klokov – like? have some sort of input into trying to connect Vladimir Putin and mm-hmm. Donald Trump and then you realize fucking obviously not yeah. that has nothing there's no way
3: in it the world it is weightlifting that power right
1: honestly like <laughs> probably what happens is that like the people everyone who's in orbit around any of the Trumps especially journalists are so desperate for any Russian connection that if for some unrelated reason they saw like one who knows why he emailed who he did or if it had ever happened but on some list of email contacts they saw one Russian name Dmitry Klokov and then immediately went to press with it and they're like Dmitry Klokov that's exactly what you happened. know they saw a Russian name that had once someone who was Russian had once emailed someone whose last name is Trump and that was enough to go to press you know yeah
0: that is exactly what happened Um, but uh, yeah I think I think we can all live in a world where the imagination of those things meeting is such a beautiful moment mm-hmm. Klokov, of course, responded. Yeah. He's, mm. he, he said he was not a. Uh, he said, quote, I'm a weightlifter, not a political.
2: Perfect. Uh, <laughs> not a political. Correct. All right. And then. He, I want to use that phrase.
0: And then he put out a statement on his Instagram, which honestly, he shouldn't have even put out a statement on his Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. bringing any attention to it is just escalating it past where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way. I don't think there's any fire here. There, I don't even know if there's any smoke. So yes. it's uh, it's, a, it's a moot point. The, the point is the headline itself is fucking hilarious.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. It's mad entertaining.
0: Other than that. I want it to exist. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Fuck. Why not? Why? Why can't? It's like a unicorn. Of, of course, Klochoff you want. Let,
2: let's put it this way: it's way, way less absurd than Dennis Rodman connecting Trump with Kim Jong. That's You're true. Going. That's
0: a really good point, actually. Yeah, there might actually be something in this story because his whole ar- Klokov's whole argument is like, I'm a weightlifter. What do I have to do with politicians? Mm-hmm. Well, Dennis Rodman isn't. I mean, he was. He wasn't. He's not even current in basketball. He yep. was a basketball player yep. twenty years ago. But
1: at least Dennis Rodman is a famous person and weightlifters aren't famous Correct. people. So that's a good design. point. Yep. That's a good point. That's right.
0: Other than I mean, but other than that, there hasn't really been much going on in the fitness world. Tough Chase, Mudder am I missing X?
3: something? You're missing Tough Mudder X. That yeah. happened to me. Yeah, what I mean is that exactly? I mean, surprise,
0: Hunter yeah. McIntyre just <coughs> wiped the floor with fucking everybody. Yeah, it's not nice. surprising
3: that the sheriff like destroyed everybody, but mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool and maybe opens the doors for these crossFit games athletes to make more money
1: was that where Brook like showed a picture of her tearing up her yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay so that they was that took that. a bunch of
0: games athletes yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Patrick Vellner was there um, Jacob Hepner was there uh-huh. uh, a whole bunch of games athletes but were like there. what mm-hmm. are they,
1: yeah, so but it's like an obstacle course so how are they tearing up it their, is, their hands it or is they, are the are
3: world's toughest
1: mile gotcha. what it's supposed to be but is it like they're like a thing where they have to like go to a station and There's do 50 pull-ups or something it, it looks or? like
3: almost every station had some type of pulling motion with oh, your hands. it's like, like 15
0: hmm. i think it was 15 obstacles over the course of a mile uh-huh. and, then and you they repeated. ran it multiple times yeah. in the day oh. so it's like it was like a bracketed thing so you have to kind of like make it through your qualifying gotcha, rounds gotcha, gotcha. um and so it, it's kind of like a very high intensity crossfit workout yeah it's like um it's like running a, a middle distance like a little bit less than half a mile and then Mm -hmm. like a high like a crossfit workout and then again doing that again and then finishing with like uh, a sprint. Mm -hmm. So the running portions are really really fast like you're running you know the equivalent of like a 440 mile Mm -hmm. um, or like a five minute mile and then you're getting into things like sandbag cleans or pull-ups or burpees or monkey Mm -hmm. bars or like ropes or you know like Atlas Stone Carry. It's just like just a lot of like crazy random wacky fitness things yeah you can get
3: a you can get a good look at it on uh on hepner's new vlog that he's doing Uh, this this week's episode he like showed a little bit of behind the scenes stuff that Mm -hmm. he could um, I guess the real thing is going to be on, on CBS. It's supposed to be
0: on CBS. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Yeah, because nice. it's, uh, it's, it's Spartan Race, I think, was picked up by by CBS at the same time as they picked up the CrossFit Games.
1: Nice. Wait, is it Spartan Race or is it Tough Mudder? This or is, is Tough Mudder. I'm okay. sorry, not Spartan Race. Yeah, Tough yeah, Mudder. Yeah. Those yeah, are yeah, two that. different
0: things, right? Yeah, those are two different things. See, this is how much I know
1: about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was that was so so cool. I'm not CrossFit surprised. So finally, CrossFit Games athletes will have a way to make money uh, for competing in something, so, yeah. so
0: that's good. Yeah, they might actually get some exposure and might actually make some money which is which would be a shock shock yes. to the system i don't know how they're going to deal with it
3: just yes. have to shave off two or three years of life ex, you know
0: expectations
1: yes. on their hands that's right it's uh, worth it
0: it's worth it i think uh i think hunter is super pumped about it I, I was he called me right before the event started i think he called me like the day before or two days before the event started and he's like who should i look out for uh-huh. Like, who, who's my competition here? And you. I was like, like Hunter, mm-hmm. you're going to fucking win, man. Like <laughs> this isn't, this isn't a competition. None of them can beat you at this. This is what you do. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, but there's two people. There's Jacob Heppner, who he's competed against and beat a bunch of times. And then there's, I told him, watch out for Patrick Vellner because he's just like mm-hmm. sneaky athletic.
1: So, so this is so, so Tough Mudder has been a thing where it's these big obstacle courses and they've done it competitively. So is this their attempt to sort of transition to like an American Ninja Warrior like network style show? Or I don't is think they're trying
0: to transition as much as they're expanding their offering. Because yeah, yeah. Tough Mudder has made a ton of money as a participation sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have had like championships and stuff like that before. Mm-hmm. I think what they're trying to do is sort of say, hey like we have uh, we have the ability to create a sport or at least a sporting event that is just as exciting to watch uh-huh. as like the final heat of the CrossFit games but pays more gets more viewers mm. and there's like a watered down version that's participatory for everyone yeah. that's not like the open to the games but like it's almost a one-to-one comparison. when you say mm. pays more how much does this pay um I mean I don't really know if it pays more. Uh, at the top end but I think on average it pays more I think I think at the top end it's not it's not giving like a quarter million dollars to the winner Yeah
1: I guess what I'm wondering is it going to be the kind of thing where they put together some TV packages that like run on Sundays at 11am on CBS2 or is this good, or is, is this the type of thing they're going to roll out cuz given American Ninja Warrior or whatever the Netflix equivalent of it is, And this is also an obstacle course. I'm wondering if this is like a big network show backed thing where they're trying to take Tough Mudder to like prime time or something like that. Maybe. You know? I don't know.
0: I think, I think it would work as like a, yeah. a like an American Ninja Warrior style thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a lot longer than yeah, yeah. like an American Ninja Warrior. They even do like the team American Ninja Warrior, yeah. um, where it's like two people going at once on the same course, and like racing each yeah. other. Um, but those are, I mean, you're talking about like two and a half, three minutes, mm-hmm. right? This is, uh, each event, I think,
1: was like nine to ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: uh, CrossFit counter-programming, counter-programmed that at the regionals by having people do bench presses for an hour. Correct. Mm. They,
0: they have people run on a treadmill for 40 minutes and bench, yep. m- and, and fail benching their body weight a yep. bunch of times. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's good times.
1: It was like, remember the first games at the Home Depot Center when... Uh, the first heat for the first part of the broadcast was the bottom heat for the women... Back during the time when like there were still people kind of getting to the games from like South America and some other things, and <laughs> so it was like here we are CrossFit Games, the fittest people. Oh, it's, and it was Amanda. So the workout begun with, uh, began with um, uh, uh, muscle ups. with muscle yeah. ups. So it was like here we go CrossFit Games, fittest people on earth, build up, go, and you just watch an entire field full of women fail to get their first muscle up. <laughs> you know, it's like it was the biggest mm-hmm. like just botched but rollout. The,
2: don't forget that's where a star was born. That's LeBlancos. where Camila is. Yes, uh-huh. right. That's right.
0: Well, you know, that's not the only time. A lot of times over the past six years that they've been uh, putting any of the CrossFit games live, they tend to pick things that make their athletes look really stupid. Yeah. Like they did the... um, they did the pegboard event for like two two years straight uh-huh. as mm-hmm. the finals and, and people look dumb because they can't fucking do the it. The
2: second pegboard was fine. The first pegboard was pretty sad. Yeah. There.
0: And then they also did the uh God, what did they call that stupid event with the ring handstand push ups? The equalizer. Mm-hmm. The separator. The, the separator.
2: Ooh, yeah. The, Where yeah it was the, like
0: from heat to uh, heat, male to female, judge to judge, everyone was, was looking for something completely different.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: It's uh, they, they have a they have a, a particular talent for making their athletes and their judging look, look bad, look really bad. Yep. Which it makes no sense because those to me are the standout moments like those are the moments. Those are the few moments that they actually look bad. Yep. Most of the time yeah. they look very fucking competent. It's just
1: like you have to kind of try to botch. Right the, uh, the 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 primetime broadcast stuff t- in order to make it because most of the time they look pretty cool they're lifting weights and doing stuff picking shit up flipping over things and then all of a the sudden they uh, they roll out the the fucking handstand push ups while everyone's smoked and everyone's just basically like arching their back while inverted on rings yeah. over and over again the chase long um, method yeah. yeah
0: what would have been really fucking cool in prime time is um, the the tire flip, it was a pig, pig flip, legless rope climb, mm-hmm. uh, handstand walk mm-hmm. workout that they did. Um, a few years ago. I think that yeah. was like 15 Yeah, 15. That looked great. Yeah, when for Matt sure. Fraser took second place.
1: Was it a Regionals or the games where they did that? Out? They did like some, the strongman thing where they did like you carried a yoke and then you oh, carried the, the games. thing. That, that was the game's It was, that was an awesome event. It like was it's very fast awesome and cool looking. It had, a, had like
0: a final, yeah. like a sprint to the finish at the end between yeah, Fakowski yeah, and Fraser.
1: they had to do handstand walking, which is impressive. Then you pick up these big implements, which look fun and impressive and cool. Put that shit, prime time. 100%
3: Good agreed. Stuff. I think no. they need to do more strongman stuff Word anyway. Look, yeah. The coolest thing they could do is the 7K trail run. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: 100%. I would, yes. yes, yes.
0: Every athlete gets one of those drones that follows you around. Yeah. And the wrist. So there every athlete go. has their own drone. And, and they have some
3: high-quality production. That, like While they're running, the drone's over top looking down at them and it like plops up like a video game all their statistics (laughs) and how they've done in the past their body weight their snatch max all right
0: okay i've got it guys um they invent a machine that you go into the machine and then they wear like helmets and clothes that let them live like they're in the machine and then they can run, but it's in the machine that's doing the running, so they don't have to worry about like yeah. having camera angles and stuff. They can have them run like on the bottom of the ocean or in space. Yep. And you I'm know, into it.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I was thinking I was thinking Virtuosity starring Denzel Washington. I don't and even know what that Crow. is. <laughs> I was thinking
2: <laughs> Existence there for whatever <laughs> reason. I don't know what that is either. Uh, when oh, people have board. butt spines. I know. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Yes. Butt spines are fun.
1: Yes. Uh. Yeah. If you ever want to see Jennifer Plants Jason plans. Lee finger and anus on Jude Law's spine, that's yep. the movie. I mean, there are you other movies. Literally, maybe. see that—that's so <laughs> that's, wow. that's, that's the first one that comes to my mind uh-huh. when I think of whenever someone says
0: finger and anus on someone's
1: spine, Jude Law's spine. Yeah, yeah. He makes a gun out of fried chicken. <laughs>
0: What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, come on, <laughs> Oh, it my God. Like Hold on a second. random words. Did you just make a... Yeah, did you just like fucking... This is all real. a sentence together? No, nope. nope. He makes nah, a nah nah. out Listen. of... Fried chicken. What da- the listen, fuck? <laughs>
1: David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg is a great filmmaker, but he's made some he makes weird a ass. Blank movie. out of blank. He, he made some weird more. ass. He made some weird ass movies, and one of the weirdest ass movies is uh, uh is literally Exist, is, is, Yes, <laughs> is is and over the course of that, it's like it's about s- immersive video games starring uh, Jude Law, and man, there's some weird shit in that movie. Eggs. But Extends, yes, like e- e- eggs, like like for e- breakfast, e- like is and the word. Extends words? like the exactly. the penis pill, exactly. Actually, it's like existence, but at the end an X. So existence. I think it's a Z at the end. Or it's a Z at the end. Who mm-hmm.
0: fucking cares? It has Jude Law's spine ass getting yes. fingered,
2: mm-hmm. and in order finger to finger blast
1: Jude Law's spine ass,
2: yes. she, l- she lubes up her finger to do it. And there, too. oh him. Right. He's God. got a little, he's got a little <laughs> so organic weird. port on his on his I spine. Thought Jason Lee was fingering his butthole. But know, Jennifer Jennifer Jason Lee. Jason
0: Lee. Those are two oh, different two different <laughs> Jason I didn't Lees. I the Jennifer
3: at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. I have no interest in that I else. actually
0: am really happy. I've never heard of this, and I'm really bummed you you broke that streak for me.
2: No, no, you're gonna. Now it's gonna. Yeah, it's now in your we actually mind. do have to watch this movie now because yeah. it's goddamn amazing. We should
1: really. We should do. We should. We should go deep and on. Uh, hey, go oh. super yeah. deep in his spine, but uh, <laughs> into uh, into doing uh, some David Cronenberg. We could watch. Yeah video we could watch naked lunch I don't think we I've watched watch I've never seen a single Cronenberg. you've never well, seen the fly well, then I've seen the fly'
2: like yeah because otherwise you wouldn't even get the Rick and morty thing man yeah, yeah, yeah being Cronenberg. Yeah. I've, I uh-huh.
0: do I, I have seen the fly and yes. I do get that reference I didn't realize that all of his movies were like that I thought it was just a reference a to the solid fly. half of
1: them uh, there's it was definitely he was on a roll there for a while <laughs> making those kind of movies but then he and then he made some he'd made some more mature now, things since then but
0: which movie Movie, which came out first, The Fly or The Thing?
1: Uh, they were right around the same time. The Thing weren't? was a little bit
2: earlier, but yeah. they're roughly contemporaneous. They sure. were both
1: part of that crazy
2: practical effect. Right. Body That's horror, what I remember about thing, both yeah. The you know? Thing, the Fly and often underrated, the Blob. The blob all yep. ultra-violent remakes of classic Blob. Uh, and the all
1: three of those are awesome. Yes. 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 Uh, I, I haven't
0: seen the blob, but I would say I know. The thing and the thing is like all time great. Yes, mm-hmm. horror movie. Listen, the thing and the thing and the fly
1: are masterpieces. Uh, the Blob, while not a masterpiece, uh, <laughs> is a really fucking great movie. Like screenplay by Frank Darabont. I can't remember if he's credited or uncredited on that, but wrote Frank Darabont. Yeah, yeah. the uh, Frank Darabont. Yeah, who like, like wrote Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption? Redemption. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's <laughs> Holy and shit. it's directed by some other guy who I can't remember. Uh, wait, who? No, it's a horror director. Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, I can't remember which one, which guy it was who directed. I, sa- I feel like an idiot. But uh, it you is. You look really, like an idiot. Kyle. It is really fucking good really good. So and uh,
2: surprisingly you would think given the concept of the blob as a horror creation that you couldn't get that much disturbing gore into it. But you oh, would be oh, wrong. You would be very wrong. Like that of all those movies by the
1: way and I watched The Thing when I was a kid, I watched The Fly a bunch when I was a kid and I watched The Blob. The only movie I was fucking afraid of was The Blob. Like that was, it was terrifying and uh and yeah, some horrible, horrible shit happens in that movie, and it's great. And it ends with the entire town fighting a giant blob in Main Street.
0: It's really good. I mean, if you want to talk about movies where horrible, horrible things happen, mm-hmm. there's The Mist.
1: That also is oh, a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Which is written, yeah. Which is also Frank Durbin. Yeah. And
0: uh, is another very underrated thriller mm-hmm. horror movie. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is horrifying... It's 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 kind of scary and weird and strange, and then it it takes a very sharp, (laughs) very aggressive turn towards truly horrifying at the very end. At the very very end of the film, the the
2: mist is interesting because it's one of those movies that for most of the runtime, in fact, really essentially all the runtime is good but pretty conventional, and then it's one of those movies that's. Made by its ending, and the ending retroactively makes the whole movie more profound. There. Spoilers, you I sp- haven't. I haven't seen it. You have yeah. never seen it. No. Then we won't Do spoil you, the end.
0: You should probably watch. Do you like her- score, mo- score-, <sighs> score movies? Score horror <laughs> movies or scary movies? I,
3: I don't normally pick them, but. I, you like sus- I mean,
0: it's it's more of a suspense. thing. At this point, like the graphics, like the CGI isn't that great. And uh, you can kind of start seeing things happening before they happen, except for the very end, like the last three and a half minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. You'll never guess. I'm also it, really slow, so. You won't be able to miss <laughs> this. <laughs> you won't be able to miss <laughs> it. The, uh, the, the name it,
1: I was looking for earlier was Chuck Russell. Chuck Russell hmm. was the director who directed uh, prior to that, uh, Friday, the, uh, sorry, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, also screenplay by, by Frank like your Darabont. Favorite, isn't that your favorite movie yes, of oh all yeah. Time? Uh, Frank Darabont directed that and then he followed that up. So he did that with Frank Darabont then he did uh, The Blob with Frank Darabont, and then he directed The Mask starring Jim Carrey. Mm. Oh what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. So Which
0: is really a horror movie, but made into a comedy for children. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty, pretty much, much, yeah. I mean that, that that I think you can take the screenplay almost exactly as is, and instead of oh, yeah. making it into comedy beats, I mean turn it's it into basically it's
1: basically a werewolf movie, kinda sorta for sure. the first part where he transforms into something at night and then goes and fucks with people. I I don't remember anything. About the mask. Oh, really? I really? watched it when I was so, so
3: oh, you little. Should. I don't, I don't remember. It's re- fantastic.
2: But yeah, oddly enough, I was just thinking about the mask earlier today and thinking it did something pretty goddamn amazing that I've never seen done before with a switcheroo with the potential romantic yep. interests in the movie that still blows my mind to this day. In fact, I was literally, as I was driving here, I was thinking of the mask, and how can I incorporate, not joking, and how can I incorporate that switcheroo into something I'm writing? Oh. Is it even possible? It might not be possible. It could only have been done once. Now, which yeah, switcheroo? Is the switcheroo just, is yeah. where Cameron Diaz, in her introductory role, is set up as this, you know, super hot but uh, slutty bimbo. Clearly dangerous woman. Clearly dangerous woman. He's not going to end up with her, even though he is tempted by her. And then there is the reporter lady. you The know, girl le- next door. girl next door. Uh, girl next door looks and, you know, very smart and a go-getter who's obviously going to be the real romantic interest. And then it turns out, nope, she's the one who betrays him and he ends up with Cameron Diaz in the end. And that Hell is yeah. goddamn amazing. Yep.
3: <clears throat> Way to crazy. go, Jim Carrey. Yeah, so the you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Let's go with the slutty bimbo every time. <laughs> every <laughs> time. Slutty as needed. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: I like good. where we're ahead now. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that's uh that's you should definitely watch the mask again and you should definitely watch the mist. Yeah, and you should definitely watch I the blob.
2: Bl- I wanna watch the blob. That's really, really good. good. Yes, yeah. yeah. it is. Yes. Ultraviolent guy, man Yeah, yeah the, the blah, but we we could have a very fun movie night with that, and then followed up with Existence. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Just
1: spine butthole fingering. That's mm-hmm. what I'm all well, about. There's there's Existence where Jude Law makes a gun out of fried chicken, and then there's a Videodrome where James Woods makes a gun out of his own hand. What? There's a lot of weird shit goes on. I don't on know in those which movies. one's cooler.
2: Yep. What
1: his I hand want? becomes a weird cancer. It's basically his hand becomes a weird tumor, cancer gun. Oh, that's manic. oh good. Yeah. He
0: has a gun that fires cancer i can yep. just set it, the yeah. fried chicken down
1: <laughs> yes i can't set down my hand i don't That's know cool i think it would be easier for me to set down my hand is that down a, some fried chicken hey i know. love mason fried chicken. is
0: that a reference in uh an upgrade is that what they're referencing they're referencing videodrome when no. they're like, this guy's hand is a gun
1: uh no no it's different but that uh, that kind of weird mix of like futurism and like you know uh weird body shit that goes on in that movie it feels very cronenbergian also, when when does that come out because i think it's i think it started up oh yeah, it's yeah already out. i've seen out. it twice yeah
2: Playing at the That's South good. Lamar still, correct? We're, we're seeing? Yes. 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 I Chase saw it twice, I, motherfucker. Yeah. Chase so and I, I were trying I'm to doing. figure
0: out what to, what to watch uh, at some point. We wanted to watch uh, Solo and we wanted to watch. I can't uh, remember what the other. Her- was.
2: Hereditary is the one to Hereditary, see. Hereditary, right. D- yeah. uh, but Upgrade is also the one to see. That Upgrade might be great for subject matter to talk about in yeah. this podcast. <laughs> Both of those are the ones to see. You can watch Solo if you want. It's fine. But get those. Oh, also, one, Upgrade, you know, it's been out for a few weeks, so just see it, you know, on your own in a mostly empty theater, but still catch it. But Hereditary, you want to see that with a full-ass theater while you still can. Mm-hmm. And you should still be able to find some it's, full-ass theaters. It's there. spooky.
1: There's several spooky doings in
0: that movie. I don't do spooky very well, guys. Honestly, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be very frank with you. Frank I, Darabont? I, <laughs> I, you know, I'll be I very thought Frank it, Darabont with you. <laughs> I get scared pretty easily. And uh, I have a hard time dealing with scary movies, uh, so Hereditary. Yep. How scary are we talking
1: well, here? Yeah, that's the thing. Is I, it's tough, and I, I realize my brain is kind of broken in this way that I I left the film. I, I, I don't like I don't get scared by that kind of movie you know it's so sort of like at no point did I feel scared by what was going on like I don't it, and by scared I don't mean like I'm tough I mean like that type of movie does not get my adrenaline to go up you know I'm much more scared by I don't even know what other things let's say but uh but I, but the general reaction from normal people has been that it uh, really scared the shit out of them so right
0: so like I still I still haven't watched Babadook. Because I've heard no, it's that's terrifying, no. and I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Bab- Babadook's, Babadook's good, is you, fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Babadook. You know, in terms of if you're going to measure scariness levels, we're talking. But Babadook is here. Hereditary is way up well, here. You guys aren't saying the right thing. Yeah, to <laughs> but Babadook isn't that. But scary here's the either. thing. Here's
1: here's here's why you should see Hereditary. Is that Hereditary is a very, it's a very good very weird movie that you know that was produced independently it was the every year there's one midnighter at Sundance that really takes off because it's so scary like they had the witch uh, a couple years ago and everyone says it's the scariest this and that it's just a really good movie it is a horror movie it is scary but the main reason to see it is it's amazing that a film is playing in as many theaters as it is across the country that is this fucking weird like no studio would make a movie that across its running time is I think six different movies at six different times and even if you're five five sixth of the way into it you have no idea what kind of weird and by weird I don't mean fucked up but I just mean weird places it's going to go in the end and so it's I think re- I'm very curious to see how audiences react because I mean it goes to some weird fucking places in the end of that movie and I'm just very curious to see how people react it seems like reactions are are positive most people seem to be fixated on the scariness but I will say this another reason to see it is Tony Collette is so fucking good in that movie like it's not that movie doesn't exist if Tony Collette is not in it because if they had just fucking put Naomi Watts or some other serviceable actress in that role then don't, it's not, don't, a, it's, don't
2: call out Naomi Watts. There, it's, she then could it's have not that motherfucker.
1: Then it's not a movie anymore. <laughs> and then it's not a movie because it just requires someone who has some high level fucking acrobatic chops to be able to pull it off. Because when she's she's alternately scene by scene by scene by scene by scene, by scene required in this movie uh, to be just menacing or crazy or distraught or complete playing the completely normal straight person. Or she just she's asked to do forty five different things. That a lesser actress just would not be able to pull off and make it still seem like a coherent person. And that whole movie is just held together by the fact that, like, they're lobbing all this shit at her and she's just knocking it out of the park. Like, when she needs to be hysterical, she's hysterical. When she needs to be menacing, she's menacing. When she needs to be unnerving, she's unnerving. And it's just the whole movie is just on her the whole time. And she's just fucking killing it, killing it, killing it the whole time. So that's the reason to see it. Wow.
0: All right, so maybe I'll maybe I'll make an effort to
1: see hereditary. W- what we do need to do
0: is, we need to get on the same page and sort of figure out what our next main, uh, main like critical pursuit is going to be because mm. we really we cut our chops here on Westworld and Game <laughs> of Thrones, Ooh. and Westworld uh-huh. came back, and I think collectively we all watched two episodes and yeah. we're like. None of us really want to talk I didn't about make this it anymore. Past the first one, yeah, I've heard it. It gets better in the back half of the season, the second yeah. season. But really, I don't know if that's that's worth uh, with pursuing at this point.
1: Kara yeah. caught up on it and she told me like she is not not thrilled with where it's going. So. Well,
0: then in that case, I've I, I don't I have no FOMO, right? I have yep. no FOMO on this. And then Game of Thrones doesn't come back for a while, yep. so I think we need to find something. I think a lot of people have been suggesting shows that have been around for a while that's a little more challenging mm-hmm. because we don't, none of us have the time to like catch up to a show that's three seasons mm-hmm. deep. And I feel like jumping right into a show, like starting its third season or fourth season, gonna be really challenging for us. So if you have a suggestion for a show that is upcoming, mm-hmm, This is a really good time to let us know because we're looking for something and we no longer all work in the same building. true. So we're not constantly running these ideas by each other. Mm. So if you have any ideas for shows or a particular movie, one thing that I think would be awesome, and this is the first time I'm bringing it up, uh, but I I think you guys would also agree, is an idea Cliff has had uh, that we've talked about a bunch is like a movie night Mm -hmm. and then a companion Episode Podcast. just oh, yes. for that movie, uh-huh, exactly. and I would love to do that. So that's also a possibility. If the idea of us watching uh, Jude Law's finger blasted, fil- let's do the let's do the f- filmography
1: f- of David Cronenberg. That's we'll just, a pretty good we'll thing. Start, to march we'll start. We'll start with Shivers, and we'll go all the way up until uh, whichever movie was his last movie, and we'll do the whole thing.
0: What if we? What if we did a round robin this? where? The person whose turn it is picks the movie each week. And I that way, that, that yeah, way. Yeah, I can live with that. We can run. We can run it that way. Yes. Yeah, so, so OK. Now, that's that's another project that you can you can find somewhere soon at some point once we figure out what we're where we're going to start. But <laughs> we'll we'll do our order of operations yeah. We'll figure out who picks first. We'll pick our uh, our movie. We'll watch our movie and we'll do our, our little commentary cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, I think uh, I think it's a good place to 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 stop it right now, guys. Let's go ahead and get everyone's everyone's plugs in.
1: All right, I'm at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet.
2: I am at Cliff Bogart on a soon-to-be-sensual account on Instagram.
1: <laughs> I'm at Chase504 on
0: Instagram as well. Daniel is a supersonic sonic man. A <laughs> supersonic man. He sure is. And uh, you can find me at Armin Hammer TV. And remember, only four more episodes, including this one. hmm will be on the old Scale as Needed iTunes feed. You need to subscribe to Arm & Hammer TV on iTunes, mm-hmm. or uh, it's also on Stitcher. It's also on Google Play. So if you it want to support
1: Patreon.com slash Kyle Bogart, <laughs> your donations are what keep us going, I guys. I thought
0: for sure you are going to say only they can prevent <laughs> force. Correct. That's also true. That's uh, so so cool. that's that's the only place, guys, in in four episodes, the only place you'll be getting your Scale Needed mm-hmm. is Mm-hmm. on Arm & Hammer TV. So move your subscriptions over and you'll get a whole lot of other shit, including Four Ears, which is uh, Chase and I's music review podcast where we review things other than just Kanye. I and promise. pretty
1: soon they'll be reviewing several death metal uh, album recommendations Hell from yeah. Kyle.
0: We're going to get some death metal album recommendations <laughs> and and go uh, go special guests, Kyle yes. and Cliff, and they'll yeah. be this exact podcast except we're talking just about the a death, <laughs> metal mu- uh, death metal band. And we'll also have our our commentary movie commentary episodes coming out as well so once we figure out what movie we're gonna watch we'll send it your way as well so you guys can watch it and then you can you can listen to our our, uh our thoughts on that thank you very much everybody for uh following along and we'll catch you next time Later. later